good morning. It's Tuesday, the 20th of March, 2018. Welcome back to another episode of Autonomous Cars with Mark Hogue. That's me. So we've got a few things to discuss today. Uh, as promised, this is the continuation of yesterday's episode where we had far too much to go over. Uh, we'll be discussing Chrysler and why I think they may just be the next big thing, or one of them anyway. But first, new details in yesterday's tragic accident where the autonomous Uber struck and killed a pedestrian in Arizona. So let's dive in. Lots to talk about. Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every $20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at Armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. All right, so first things first, uh, we have some new updates, as promised, regarding yesterday's uh, tragic accident between the autonomous Uber and the pedestrian Tempe, Arizona. First, a detailed correction. Uh, the accident didn't occur yesterday morning. Rather, it occurred late Sunday night around 10 p.m. So with respect to the accident itself, the details are kind of coming in now. And apparently what occurred was the pedestrian was walking with a groceries-laden bicycle. She had been in the center median, and just as the autonomous Uber, the Volvo XC90, neared her position, she ended up inexplicably jumping out into the street directly in the path of the Volvo. The issue was not whether there was any sort of negligence or certainly criminal activity, nor whether there was any sort of failure of the autonomous emergency braking systems on the Uber uh, Volvo. The issue is simply that she came out literally at the last split second, and the laws of physics, let alone reaction times, simply wouldn't allow the vehicle to stop in time. Uh, so for the time being, it appears that this incident is not a blemish against Uber, nor the driver. Um, the issue really becomes sort of, how do we prevent this from happening again, obviously? Um, one question that I have actually is that I, I get it, that there wasn't any sort of, uh, there was no warning before she jumped in front of the car. I also understand that the region in which she jumped out of the median was not illuminated. It was a very dark night. Um, so the, the question that I have is, you know, these, these autonomous cars have sort of three different types of technologies making up their collective sensor suite, right? They, you know, with the exception of Tesla, which famously uh, goes without LiDAR, um, these vehicles have radar, they have visual cameras, and they have also LiDAR. What I'm wondering is why the Volvo wasn't able to detect the pedestrian, even in the dark, in the center of the median, using, I would guess, at least LiDAR and radar. I get it if the visual cameras wouldn't see her, but why not the LiDAR and the radar? And then the question becomes, if it did detect her, why is it that there isn't any sort of anticipatory path mapping? So, for instance, if it sees that she's sort of walking a certain direction uh, at a certain velocity, why is it not able to sort of 
anticipate probable paths that she may take. Alternatively, failing to do that, why not simply do what a human driver would do if it senses a pedestrian somewhere nearby? Uh, for example, simply slow down in anticipation of this. So as we all know, driving through a crowded uh, but quiet residential neighborhood, sometimes we just have sort of a sixth sense, right? We sort of slow down intuitively, instinctively. We just we think that maybe there's a pedestrian that we can't see, or we assume there probably will be, so why not preemptively slow down, right? This is something I think could really be worked on and improved upon by all autonomous car companies, and something really to think about. Uh, that said, let's not lose sight of the big picture. This is indeed one pedestrian, one human life, and as tragic as it is, and it is, make no mistake, any human life is tragic, Obviously, this goes without saying. All development of technology, uh, of society generally, comes often with loss of life at some point in some form or another. Uh, there's actually a huge Reddit thread on this, um, and somebody made the, the, the analogy that if you look at building codes across the country, nearly every single building code that was enacted was the result of some loss of life. That's just the way progress occurs. So what's what's alarming, I think, here is whether people are going to use this as sort of a way to cry out against this new era of autonomous cars and saying, oh, look how dangerous they are and blah, blah, blah. No, that's obviously uh, really, that, that couldn't be, uh, that, there could not be a worse result from all of this. Uh, there just couldn't. If anything, this actually illustrates the need to, accelerate the rollout of autonomous vehicles. Uh, because remember, um, the number of people that die every year due to car accidents is nearly 3,000 every single year here in the U.S. alone. Um, excuse me, I misspoke. Sorry, it's 3,000 uh, per month, rather. Uh, that's 3,000 people per month are dying in the U.S. alone. There's 3,000 per day dying worldwide, worldwide, give or take. Um so th this is a really important thing. This needs to be resolved, and the sooner we can get to full autonomous vehicles all over the uh, the roads of the world, the better off all of society will be. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, so before we continue, just a, uh, just a point I wanted to make. Uh, there's a lot to discuss regarding the fallout of this Uber accident from two days ago. So please make a point to give me any feedback, thoughts, ask any questions you have. You can either leave a voicemail here on uh, anchor.fm while listening to this podcast. Of course, you can reach out to me on Twitter at Mark Hoag, M-A-R-C-H-O-A-G. Um, there's a lot to discuss, including and especially what happens going forward. Uh, so yeah. Let's move on. Um, the, the, the other topic I wanted to talk about is Chrysler. I, um, I know this might sound a bit out of left field, but that's kind of why I want to talk about it. So, so two days ago, I guess it was, I discovered this really fascinating uh, uh, documentary on Netflix. It's called Abstract. And it's 
um, sort of a mini series about designers around the world and all sorts of different uh, disciplines. So the first episode, for instance, is about a very famous uh, artist, a cartoonist, uh, all sorts of different mediums who uh, he produces lots of New Yorker magazine covers, for instance. That's one of his biggest claims to fame. Well, it turns out there's also uh, an episode about Ralph Gilles, the Haitian-Canadian-American who is now one of the heads over at Chrysler, I should say, specifically at FCA, Fiat Chrysler Automobiles, because if you remember, Fiat acquired Chrysler a few years ago. So we've been hearing a lot in the news about, obviously, uh, Tesla, Waymo, um, Uber, obviously to a lesser scale, even Mercedes, BMW, Hyundai, Ford, everybody, really. We all know that everyone's working on autonomous cars to some degree or another. We haven't heard much about Chrysler. And I think one big reason for that is that, frankly, the company itself is so relatively small compared to, well, certainly amongst the quote-unquote big three here in the States, as we all know, Chrysler is, well, the smallest by a rather large degree. So you can imagine my surprise when I discovered a thing that somehow I just never even knew about. Now, maybe all of you have heard about this. I had not. So this, this documentary came out, I believe, in late 2016, maybe early 2017, it was regarding a new Chrysler concept called the SM1. Well, that's what it was called at the time. Turns out nowadays it's actually known as the Chrysler Portal concept. And there's a reason for that. It's because it looks, well, apart from looking sort of like a little shuttle pod, um, the way that the doors kind of open, uh, they kind of mirror one another. The front doors sort of swing up and forward. The back ones slide to the back and anyway the the thing ends up basically just looking like sort of a portal to some other gateway it's pretty cool the big takeaway technically is that it's going to roll out with level three autonomous driving and eventually be upgradable supposedly to level four it looks pretty neat all around the interior uh think of something even more modern more star trekky than say chevy's bolt it's got a huge gorgeous all glass roof uh, it's a really great little thing with respect to its level three autonomous functionality, uh, it's got a suite of technologies. Um, it's actually got four different types of technologies. It's got visual visual cameras um, for short and long range. It's got radar using radio waves, of course. It's got lidar, um, but it also has ultrasonic sensors, uh, rather like the parking sensors that we have uh, on pretty much all cars today. So, so in addition to this, then it's also got. Um, it uses GPS to understand its position. It's got internet and cloud connectivity. It's got redundant steering and brake functionalities. Should anyone need to take, uh, you know, should, should any one of the systems fail? So in this regard, then it's very, it's very much borrowing off the aviation model, which you know, in which well, all commercial jet aircraft have triple and even quadruplicate redundancies. So, so there's a lot of really great tech in this, and. And I, I think it's a really, really great uh, sort of first step for Chrysler. Uh, the battery pack, well, it's got a 100-kilowatt-hour battery pack, so if you do the math, you'll realize this is probably going to be able to get you about as far as a Tesla. So let's say something, I would say between 250 and 350 miles. Um, it's a nice, spacious, roomy interior. Uh, it's going to hold six adults, um, but the exterior footprint is rather small, actually. Uh, and this is due to the fact that the interior is just so efficiently used. There just isn't much stuff inside except for, well, seats. Obviously, the battery goes on the floor. There isn't, you know, much space in the front or the rear taken up with engines, obviously. Um, yeah, so it's a great little car. 
this is not really what's I mean, this this is not really the point of what I'm getting at. What I'm getting at is I like that Chrysler has sort of gone from vanishing to near extinction to kind of salvaged, rescued, and, uh, you know, kind of brought back to life, as it were. And they are really taking this exciting new tack towards what's sure to be, what is guaranteed, what is what is certain, mathematically certain to be the future of the automobile. The fact that they're putting this sort of effort into this little car, uh, I think, is a really big deal. Uh, I think we're going to be seeing a lot more from them. And I think because they are a relatively smaller company and because it appears that this autonomous car division is running largely autonomously, ha, pun intended, um, to the rest of Chrysler, I think we're going to see it start to pick up steam at a very, very fast pace. And I think what we may end up seeing is a very pleasant surprise. I actually think that Chrysler could end up being the next big thing, or at least certainly one of them. So this is just kind of a high-level overview of why I'm really excited about Chrysler. Um, I think that Ralph Gilles has done a phenomenal job sort of uh, forging ahead with this, uh, just watching that documentary of him, listening to the passion with which he was speaking, seeing the detail with which he looked over every nuanced design element of this car. You know, it, it, just, it, it just felt really, really good to see. And I think it's a really uh, compelling, really inspiring mission to see what Chrysler are on now. So here's fingers crossed and uh, really hoping Chrysler succeed in this mission and uh, can't wait to see what they come out with for public consumption, hopefully sooner rather than later. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. And uh, speaking of public consumption, uh, just sort of as a footnote here, let's not forget, Chrysler do already have a really wonderful car out for public consumption. Uh, the Chrysler Pacifica minivan, I never thought I'd use the words cool and minivan in the same sentence, but here we go. Um, it is. And if that name sounds familiar, okay, well, first of all, no, it's not a fully autonomous vehicle. It's barely, uh, it's barely even semi-autonomous apart from some active safety functionality. But if that name sounds familiar, it's because it should. That's the car that, uh, Waymo, formerly the autonomous car division of Google, it's the car that Waymo are, are using, uh, for their fully autonomous driverless car that they've been testing around the country. So, uh, really great car that, and, um, you know, now to see them forging ahead with something even more special and fully autonomous, yeah, it's a really exciting time indeed. All right, so I think that's all we've got for today. If it's a bit shorter today, that's because, as you know, this was indeed sort of the uh, second segment to yesterday's episode, really. But uh, I think that's a wrap. Um, as usual, please continue your feedback, liking and sharing and reviewing. Uh, that really certainly helps me a lot. So, um Hope you've enjoyed this episode. Until next time, have a wonderful rest of the day. Thank you so much for listening. Bye-bye.